Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The pro basketball playoffs are here, and PropSwap is where real sports bettors find the best odds and turn the hardwood into hard cash. PropSwap is the only app that allows you to pick your favorite teams now and then sell your bet whenever you want. And the best part? It's all from your phone. You never even need to touch the ticket. We all make sports bets to make money, and many prop swappers make thousands of dollars in just one month just from buying and selling bets. This allows you to win over and over without your team ever lifting the trophy. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. And now, the Odyssey 2022 Hockey Playoff Special. Let's do it. I'm Michael Jenkins, joined by Lindsey Brown. It's our pleasure to give you all the insight and analysis you need as we navigate our way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. You know Lindsey already, if you live in Sin City, where she can be heard each weekday afternoon on 1140 The Bet from 3 to 5 p.m. Pacific time. Or you already know her if you're an avid hockey fan and you follow her on Twitter at LindseyBrown35. Meantime, I'm on Twitter at JinxTC. You can hear me weekday mornings from 6 to 9 a.m. in the morning on The Daily Tip. Lindsey, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, a little bit earlier than what I'm used to, but I'm excited with all the hockey that's been going on and clearly slightly inspired by uh, Jonathan Quick's performance last night. It's hard not to buy into the Kings right now. I was going to say, if, you, if you're listening to us, that's awesome, but I can see Lindsay here through our little group link on this chat, and mm. you are wearing Jonathan Quick. You're celebrating that shutout. Absolutely. He has been um, one of my favorite goaltenders to watch. And as a former netminder myself, uh, it was vintage quickie last night. And and we saw the same thing from him in game one. And he's a a big reason why that series is tied two to two with one of the most prolific offenses in the league. It's been awesome to watch. We have so many series outside of really the abs and preds that are so tight right now that could go in either direction. So We'll get into that in our predictions for the Stanley Cup. But first, what have you learned thus far? I know it's very early in the playoffs, but mm. what are what are a thing or what is a thing or two that stuck out to you? Well, scoring's definitely up. Scoring yeah. is definitely up. Uh, you're probably safer uh, taking a lot of overs these days. But I, I think that's going to settle in now that we're getting closer to those elimination games. But now that we've seen uh, the amount of penalties that are being called, what's being called, how uh, you know people are approaching physical battles in the corner. Like I was watching that Minnesota game last night. There was a lot of penalties called because people's sticks were just flying everywhere because they were letting up at the wrong point. And so we're, we're seeing some of those regular season bad habits being ground into and, and just kind of that acclimation period into what playoff hockey is, which is hard-nosed, physical, and I'll put whatever body part I need to in front of it to stop this puck. <laughs> yeah, whatever it takes. Yep. A leg, toe, ear, eye, whatever it is, I'm going to do whatever I can. Yeah, because this is the time of year, and I'm like you. I know – 
we were talking on our show going into the playoffs. One of the pieces of advice I gave, which has not been right thus far, is look at the unders. Look at the unders because it's playoff hockey. You generally get great goalie play. Defenses tighten up. And mm -hmm. you see referees that maybe let the guys play. And we'll get into that in this podcast. That hasn't necessarily been the case early on. I think the thing that has stuck out to me thus far and one trend that has held is that you can make case for a lot of different teams. Now, I understand mm. when you look at the odds and – the Avalanche have shortened to plus 250 at that MGM. They are the favorites for a reason, and they look fantastic, so they haven't, they haven't missed an absolute beat. But there are so many teams going in that we thought, well, this team has a chance. This is a veteran team. I'll look at this team over here in the East, and yet we have all these series tied up at two. So right now, it really is what we talked about. Yeah, a lot of teams have an outside shot. Absolutely, especially in the Eastern Conference, and that was kind of the M.O. all regular season, but you mentioned the Avalanche, and, and you're right, they are firing on all cylinders, but the thing is, is that they are still uh, beholden to the same type of curse that they've suffered the last few years in the playoffs. I mean, there's a reason why they've gone out in the second round, and they are very much up in the air about what Darcy Kemper, their starting net miners availability is going to be because he took a stick into the eye, like worst oh, yeah. case scenario, goalie type of thing of just like the a certain type of mask that you're wearing. And when you have that, at least they have a capable backup in Pavel. And obviously when we're talking about hockey, we have to also remember Darcy Kemper's like overall long-term career health, but like, I love Pavel Francouz, but like he ain't Darcy Kemper he's and, and Darcy. he's been, and he's been, you know, playing backup for a lot of these last few weeks. And so it really is a, a brand new series in a lot of ways if Darcy Kemper isn't able to go. No, I think that's a good case that you're making for maybe the Preds getting back in this because – They have a great power play too. Yeah, and they're going to – obviously the game four is in Nashville, so they're going to mm -hmm. be absolutely hyped at Bridgestone Arena. And that swollen eye, I think we'll definitely keep him out tonight. He's not going to play, but we'll have to keep an eye on that moving forward. It could be the one thing that maybe holds the Avs back. When I think of at least their narrative, I think of the Golden Knights and that – what was it, a two- or three-year span where this is going to be the year, this is going to be the yep. year, and they never really captured it until that window closed. Yeah, and, and when they were in the bubble, it was because of the goaltending. They had to go down to their, like, their third option, and then last year – in the first round, you had Nazem Kadri ha make a really irresponsible hit on St. Louis Blues. Justin Falk knocks him out on the ice, and he gets suspended for six games because he has a, a really bad reputation, especially in the playoffs. And so that took out that depth scoring for the team, and just those minutes have to go somewhere. Those penalty kills have to go somewhere, and it's just enough to knock you off of your pedestal. And we haven't really seen much from him, uh, that being Kadri, so far in these playoffs after he's had a career year and a contract year in and of itself. But thankfully, uh, Landeskog, Rontanen, and McKinnon are all firing on, on the cylinders. And, you know, that's what makes that team go. Well, at that end, Kale McCarr, who's the only other hockey jersey that I have. But they play tonight. Maybe that's, a, maybe that's my outfit tomorrow. <laughs> You can plan ahead now. Today, yep. you, gotta, you get to honor Quickie, and then tomorrow, okay, maybe it's back to the Exactly. Ask. What has made this season different, at least the postseason, unlike years past? What differentiates it, do you think? For me, just as a, as a goalie, I've noticed a level of turnover that we haven't seen. And, and it started even before the, the postseason itself got underway because we had injuries to like the Tristan Jaris, who's the starting netminder for, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. And you have like the Washington Capitals, who didn't really have somebody emerge during the regular season between Vitek Vanacek and then uh, Ilya Samsonov. And so, and that now we have netminders that haven't been performing be, uh, because of like their own faults or because 
the team itself isn't playing well enough in front of them. So we've seen so many different changes, and that changes the outcomes, that changes how teams play in front of them, and it bodes well for a lot of these comebacks. Like This is why these, are, these games are so high scoring, because these teams think that they're never technically out of it. No, it, it, it's absolutely true. And you mentioned the Caps. I'm a Caps fan, so it's I'm unfortunate. To, I, well, I knew that was coming. Okay. That's all right. We'll take it. Got to what you can get them right now at 35 to one if you don't take a flyer on the Caps. I don't think ultimately they end up beating the Panthers. But we were talking about this before the show. Sometimes little matchups and histories between players and teams can certainly make a difference. And if you're looking at Washington, like I am, the one thing I, I thought before the series is well. When Bobrovsky was playing for the Blue Jackets, and certainly when the Caps had that cup run in 2018, Bobrovsky was in Columbus, and they blew through him after falling behind early. And so maybe because of that history, they have a chance, but ultimately they're getting net mining that nobody thought they were going to get. Well, and with Bobrovsky, he's just such like an athletic freak of a of a goalie. And so when he is on, he can get pieces of pucks that most guys have no chances on. He's so uh, acrobatic and he stays deep in his net, but that also gives up a lot of space in, in certain situations. And so it's about getting certain goalies untethered. He's one of them, but uh, I think that the Capitals are doing a great job just getting into the space, meeting the Capitals in the neutral zone and disrupting them physically like they can't score on the rush. So we're talking about goalies, and you mentioned at the top of this podcast that you are a former goalie. Is there a goalie or two who has stepped up or maybe fallen back a little bit that you didn't anticipate? I mean, I'm really impressed with what Jeremy Swayman's been able to do for Boston. They went with Linus Allmark, who they signed uh, from Buffalo in the offseason, and that entire tandem's been really solid all season. They're actually, like, very supportive, but the Bruins weren't getting themselves going. They weren't scoring goals, and they weren't able to really support Linus in the way that he needs to. And so they go to Swayman after getting down 2 nothing as they return back to Boston. Now the series tied 2-2, to and Swayman's just, like, uh, he's a young goalie. I really like young goalies that don't really know what to be scared of yet. We've seen a lot of success in recent yeah. seasons uh, with guys like, like for example, Jordan Bennington. Um, but what, when they go in there and they're able to kind of go in and play free, maybe because they're going in relief or maybe it's their first ever playoff start, regardless, once you get those first couple of pucks and, and you see these guys kind of melt away in the pressure, it, it's you as you play and as you accrue you know the trauma of getting eliminated or getting scored on to the big moments it's mm-hmm. easy for you to get bogged down and easy for guys to kind of lose themselves in their games earlier on but we're not seeing that uh with with Swayman and I'm I'm very enthused on Boston's chances of being able to compete longer term with the Carolina Panthers in that particular series. But I'm very impressed with uh, Louis Dominguez, who went in for the Pittsburgh Penguins after like the second overtime. God. Nobody's ever done that. And then he he played really well the other night, even though they got off to a big lead and then surrendered it to the Rangers before ultimately winning out. But I think that he is just big enough and the like spicy pork line is just special enough for that yeah. team to kind of rally around. It's weird how like NHL playoffs work like that, right? There's like something weird that goes on and that's yeah. what like everybody gravitates towards and and rallies around. And so everything else is just so topsy-turvy. I mean, we saw the Blues choose to go to Jordan Bennington after starting Vile Husso for three games. Marc-Andre Fleury for the Minnesota Wild. I think maybe he's like one of just a couple of people who have started all of the games for the, their playoffs so far. Yep. And he's probably the one with the most capable backup. And so every there's a lot of people playing well. I'm I'm a huge fan of Igor Sesterk, and I would expect a huge bounce back game for him tonight. But like, it's it's truly a bizarre goalie situation so far in this playoffs. 
Before we go to break, are you worried about Shesterkin at all? We always, I mean, we know the narrative when it comes to playoff hockey, which is a, a series can turn when a goalie stands on his head or falters. Mm-hmm. And Shesterkin was the leader in goals against average during the regular season. He was absolutely brilliant. The fact that the Pens chased him was stunning mm-hmm. to me. Do you chalk it in up the as, first as, period too, in Michael? The first yeah. first so period. Are you, are you? Is that something? If if you're a if you're a Rangers backer that concerns you, or do you say, look, we know enough about this guy. It's it's one bad outing. I mean, I'm concerned to the point where he isn't that experienced still. Like, he's likely going to win the Vesna this year, which is amazing to do at such a uh, a young age and such an early juncture. And how lucky Rangers fans are to have, like, basically mm-hmm. the Green Bay Packers of the goalie situation when you go from Henrik Lundqvist to Igor Shesterkin. Like, Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, come on, it's not even fair. But I am a little worried because when you kind of get an idea that your team isn't performing to their to their top level and that you don't want – those those consequences to fall on the Shesterkins. Like, all those goals weren't his fault, obviously, but sometimes you have to light the fire into the team. I'm worried about the Rangers because I don't really trust Alexander Gorgiev to be the backup that that yeah. team needs either. Like, he went in for, in for Shesterkin after that first period and was fine, but if you look at one of those last goals in the third period, the game-winning goal, it's an awful, awful post-integration play. He's so sloppy when it comes to how he stands on the post because he's just like he's so springy he's really good at taking up space and just like jutting out and making saves that way but if you're asking him to be technical and still he is going to have trouble with that and that's something that Pittsburgh clearly knew clearly targeted and you can't have those because those are extra demoralizing like the Rangers are one of my dark horse picks as a team more for because of their of their scoring proficiency and everything else but if they're constantly playing in their own D zone, that's not yeah. their game. And that's not really anybody's game, especially when you're playing against uh, uh, guys that have three Stanley Cups to their name and only have so many seasons left on their horizon. Yeah, I was just going to say, as good as Shesterkin has been during the regular season, and I, I like the Rangers in this series as well, mm-hmm. when you have that veteran playoff experience, it goes a long way come yeah. the postseason, which we're seeing right now. For more hockey playoff analysis, continue to follow Jenks and Lindsay on Twitter at JenksDC and at LindsayBrown35. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.